Hello and welcome to the Worst of All Possible Worlds, the podcast where we discuss the pop culture of a dying empire. I'm Josh, and I'll be your host. With me today is Brian, mm. who will be providing us with facts about production and trivia, mm. and AJ, who will be adding piece, who will be adding jokes and analysis of the narrative structure. <laughs> today, we'll be listening to an episode of Adventures in Odyssey, where Wit invents a machine that can kill God. Ooh. As we listen to the episode, Brian, can you give us some background on Adventures in Odyssey and its creator, Focus on the Family? Sure, Josh. Adventures in Odyssey is a long-running radio drama created by the evangelical organization Focus on the Family. Mm. The show is aimed at children and follows the adventures of a group of friends in the fictional town of Odyssey. The show often incorporates moral lessons and Christian themes. Thanks, Brian. And AJ, what can you tell us about the episode we're listening to? Well, this episode is called Wits Endowment, <laughs> and it's from season 25. In it, the main character, Wit, invents a machine that can kill God. I'm not sure what Wit was thinking, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, come on. What kind of person would even consider inventing something like that? It's just absurd. Let's go ahead and listen to the episode now. In fact, I put it together because of our conversation the other day. Oh, the one about death? Because of Jesus. Well, I only wanted to help us understand that death is God. <laughs> wow, that was quite the episode. What did you guys think? I thought it was interesting how they tackled such a controversial topic, Josh. Mm. It's not often that you see a show like Adventures in Odyssey take on something like this. I agree, AJ. <laughs> I thought the episode did a good job of exploring the moral implications of Wit's invention. And it raised some thought-provoking questions. Definitely, Brian. And I have to say, I'm still pretty angry about Wit inventing that machine. I mean, what was he thinking? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks for the analysis, AJ. No problem, Josh. You know, speaking of ridiculous things, have you guys ever taken the B-60 bus? It's like riding a roller coaster through the seventh circle of traffic hell. Haha. <laughs> That's a good one, AJ. And what about horses, AJ? Oh, horses are great. They're like giant majestic cats with really long legs and a penchant for eating hay. But have you guys, but have you ever tried to get a horse to use a scratching post? It's like trying to teach a cow to moonwalk. You know, speaking of absurd things, have you guys seen that new Dragon Ball Z movie? Goku eats so much food that he becomes so full that he has to be rolled out of the arena on a wheelbarrow. Talk about a stomach ache. <laughs> Thanks for the laughs, AJ and Brian. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us on the worst of all possible worlds. Until next time, keep enjoying the pop culture of a dying empire. Yes. So, um, Jim, in case you hadn't guessed yet that, uh, that was uh, actually scripted. That wasn't off the cuff. Um, the the main wait, reason really? you know. Yeah. Yeah, was oh, like, I was off the cuff. Oh, the main, <laughs> the main reason you know that it's bullshit is that we're all very patiently waiting yeah, for each other exactly. to finish our thoughts. <laughs> That's a good point, AJ. Yes, excellent. Although I will say that is about the extent of my analysis. Is yeah. Piece, yeah. No, is I mean, joke. if uh, if if you've been you know following what's been well, first of all. I should say, hello, welcome. This is Lad's Cast. Yeah, um, Lad's Cast. It's going pubic. 
Uh, 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 Brian, read that again. Take that one one more time. Lads cast. It's going pubic. Okay, so it's the public episode. Yeah, We're no, going... I wrote it out pubic, though. I did this on purpose. <laughs> okay, great. And uh, usually... Well, I'm the worst of all possible, yes, Brian's. I'm the worst of all possible, Josh's. I'm just AJ. This is Lad's cast. We don't oh, have to you're be the worst... normal of yeah, we don't all. Have to be, we don't have to be the worst version of ourselves for well, this. Cool, you're fired. No! Wow. <laughs> so, I have nothing else! Really, what the point is of this, you know, what the point is of this? What the point of this is? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh we're, we're reading more GPT prompts. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is our monthly show that yes. we have for our $10 listeners, and this is our... our, our opportunity to both entice you into mm. thinking, ooh, ooh, maybe I should subscribe ooh. and see what these guys, you know, maybe they'll have takes and we'll give you our monthly takes. In case that script up top uh, wasn't compelling enough for yeah. you. And <laughs> you other, also have to hear about our opinions. The other yeah, point maybe. of it is so that I don't have to work as much because it's December and I, I have bad mental health that's all right that's what we're... So i don't edit these look yeah, yeah yeah look look it is taylor swift's birthday so we have to go back to december all the time uh, i don't care about taylor swift yeah yeah but i do but what so that means now you have to talk about it but uh yeah you know chat gpt obviously yeah. is a thing that exists now mm, yeah um in in case you chat golf pro tourney yeah Ooh. there we go mm-hmm. yeah. um and uh Part of why I wanted to do that was that I just thought it would be fun uh, to generate some text and have us read it. It doesn't um, seem to know who we are. No. I'm just going to say that. No, we, it, it feels like an NPR script. It does. Um, yeah. And, you know, th- this is something I've been seeing a lot of different people play around with all this yeah. shit. You know, yeah. like uh, all of these AI assisted fucking uh, creative algorithms of various types. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is the future of podcasting, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. like it's all going to be the way of the future. The no, way of yeah. the future. It's the way of the future. <laughs> this, this is the way it's all going to be done from now on. Is it's going to be yeah. generally we're all going to say ha ha, right? He he, ho ho. And you know, honestly, the horse corner bit was a little bit too uh, on point. For well, me. so this is the thing. The way that I wrote it was I put in first like a really long paragraph where I was like, "The worst of all possible worlds is a podcast that talks about the pop culture of a dying empire." Okay, uh, Josh organize the conversation keeps on track uh yeah. brian adds facts and trip like whatever the weird awkward stuff was that i said or that you said about like you were guiding this pretty far because i saw some yeah. of the process yeah. of you making that was like make brian meaner right yeah right, right right um there was also a point where i said add a joke from aj about horses add a joke from brian about goku eating so much that he becomes so full um <laughs> josh is wearing a mask you know play salieri <laughs> 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 and uh you know we could do a whole fucking episode about this shit and if you want to yeah. listen to something that's actually interesting go check out trash future they did a yeah really, that's that's their thing that's their bag more than ours uh, i don't um, know anything about ais you know uh, Haley joel osmond is of course a very talented actor <laughs> uh still is honestly yes yeah but like it, it just suffered because it wasn't Kubrick's fully well yeah know. well it was like it was Spielberg trying to do it anyway we're, that that bit's done um, we like talking about media here uh, we like we're, we are a pop culture podcast first and foremost so I guess like yeah as far as AI goes there's probably going to be um, more of that shit yeah so one uh, thing that but, we do on every lads cast is that we open with our denouncements yes. except when we don't when we don't do it we denounce that and when we that's do right. we denounce that as well that's right, right. Um, and I have an actual denouncement that I need to make of something mm. I said in the Pearl Harbor episode mm. where I said that September 11th is Patriots Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out I have been chastened. I am the mm-hmm. husband of Pete Buttigieg. 
And I'm going to say mm-hmm. his name that way. I don't fucking care <laughs> what you tell me. You can say it any way you want to say it, yeah, Brian. exactly. You can dance if you want to. And uh, so I said, except in this case, because I said Patriot's Day, which it turns out is a different holiday mm-hmm. that mass holes celebrate. It's when they oh. do the marathon, which is why that Mark Wahlberg movie about the marathon is called Patriot's Day. Oh, okay. And oh. I also did not know this movie existed. No, September 11th. Do you know what they actually call it officially? I don't. I do, but I want to let you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sake of the bit. Patriot Day. Just one? No, no, no. It's it's not possessive anymore. Oh, I see. So well, it's actually, not the no, day of the Patriots. and possessive. It would it's be a pa- single multiple patriot. Patriots, but belonging to them. It's the day of theirs. But this is just the day of Patriot. Yeah. So Patriot's, Patriot's Day. day. So no, Patriot's, Patriot Day. So Patriot's Day yes. would be... It's a revolutionary war thing. So that's belonging to one Patriot. It is actually belonging to multiple. It's, it's S okay. apostrophe. Yeah. I don't understand the difference between the two at well, this point. This is the day of Patriot. S apostrophe is also my favorite Disney Imagineer. Is it? That's is, to our fans of the Imagineers oh, who know that there is what? an Imagineer named X Atencio. Is is it the um, day where America just all <laughs> what? Just yeah. all sit down and watch Mel Gibson's The Patriot on loop all day? They is probably that do, day? or they also watch the Mark Wahlberg movie Patriot's Day. But just Patriot Day is when we um, celebrate. 9/11. So we don't ce- we don't celebrate. In, instead of it being a holiday, it's a day Speak of for service. for yourself, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, uh, I denounced that. I denounced yeah, uh, denounce, everything we said in the last denounce, last fully cast. denounced. Fully denounced. We got so many letters about Patriots Day yeah. from just a bunch of <laughs> people from Massachusetts. 98% of our audience actually lives in Massachusetts. Yes. Yes. And we denounce them as well. Oh, yes. oh unequivocally. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, places that are known for having fan bases that are uniquely neurotic when it comes to sports. Wow. You you brought it home. You did it. Wow. Thanks. I do my best. Um, Just wanted to take a moment here Mm -hmm. to mourn the almost perfect. Well, not almost perfect, but almost excellent season that almost, the Mets. Almost perfect to the Mets fans. I, I yes. you know, this was the a year that. Why are we doing? Angels. Are we really doing this? Fly away from here, from this dark, cold hotel room. Come on, Josh, testify at the endlessness. No, I'm just going to let you sing for a little bit here. You are pulled from the wreckage of baseball. Of your silent reverie. Of baseball thoughts. You're in the arms of the angels. May you find some comfort here. Your baseball comfort. So next season, the Mets are going to be really good. Um, yeah. You know, they made some good moves. <laughs> the arms uh, of the angel during find some cope here. the winter yeah. meetings. Uh, <laughs> it's not cope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. Josh is wearing a Mets hat and it just bursts into flames. <laughs> yeah. I am wearing a Mets hat, actually. Um, no, I'm excited about, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I would never lie to you. The acquisitions that the Mets made yeah. uh, during the winter meetings from free agency. Uh, I'm particularly excited to see uh, uh, um, uh, Kodai Senga, who is uh, a Japanese pitcher. Oh, amazing. Um, he got signed for, I want to say, five years. Okay. Um, he okay. has he has this ball that he throws. It's like He's got like this. Is it cup. a baseball? It is. Um, Whoa. And he's perfect for this. Yeah. He's got a pitch <laughs> specifically I'm that so he throws. I'm so glad they hired him. <laughs> And apparently, 
apparently, uh-huh. uh, they say that it just disappears. The ball just like seems to disappear. It's as if you mm. never saw it to begin with. That's, it, he's a magician. He's a magician is it because it's really fast, or is it a, a trick? It, it's a like trick? well, it's fast, but it also like doesn't go where you think it will, and so you're yeah. watching it, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. Do you know what Apparently. kind of a ball that is? Is it a curveball, a slider? I think it's a cutter. A knuckle? Um, oh, a cutter. I think it's a cutter, but... Um, okay, what's a cutter? I actually don't know a cutter. I, they're currently hosting the World Cup. Oh, uh, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of controversy. No, that's... Qatar, yeah. uh, uh, how do you... Pre- Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. It's like Qatar. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, we're, we're English speakers. We don't have those phonemes. This phone is names. Josh's Arabic pronunciation corner, I guess. <laughs> um, no, it's not it's, really a corner. <laughs> it's, it's very round. Not good. Um, <laughs> you're banging on the walls to get out. <laughs> trying my best. You're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friend who is a journalist has just been assassinated by the state. Uh, oh, boy. I, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that yet. It's inconclusive. True. At True. this point. Yeah. Um, because there is also a disease that is going around the whole world that makes people that's feel true. cold and flu symptoms actually, and then also have heart attacks. That's a good so, point. Yeah. And it is it is definitely like conspiratorial thinking that, you know, obviously there is yeah. a lot to cri- genuinely there's a lot to criticize, obviously, about yes. this World Cup, about the state. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. Um, there's also a lot of very thinly veiled anti-islamist there's, a lot rhetoric, of stuff. there's know. just a lot of stuff going on yeah. you know this is why we don't do a weekly discourse exactly. podcast because we don't feel like we need to express our opinions on every goddamn thing going on but it is just like the world cup is the fifa is a very corrupt thing we knew this when the the arrangement yeah. to get this tournament into this country a decade ago now more than that yeah we knew what that that there was the high cost of slave labor and everything else. We knew about the human rights abuses. We know about, of course, our own human rights abuses. Well, and that's right, the right. thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's like with the thing of uh, what? If you're pointing at someone else, there are three fingers pointed back at you. That's a Spider-Man oh. meme, I believe. That's where I first learned about that. Except with Spider-Man, all the fingers are pointing at him because they're both him. Well, with Spider-Man, actually, there are there are two fingers. I know. Pointing. I think it's cute because when he puts out his webs, he's saying, I love you. That's true. Aww, and also with Spider-Man, there are only yeah. two fingers pointing back at him on each hand, the middle finger and the ring finger, because he has to make that sign in order to yeah. activate the little thing that's in his palms that makes the uh, fucking. Uh, well, it depends on which Spider-Man I, you're talking about. Yeah. Like you're talking about the machine Spider-Man or you're talking well, just about like, it's like normal. Raimi made sense. Raimi made it make sense. He's like, he's got spider powers that includes webs. No, yeah. it, but that's not, that's not canon. It became canon. Yeah. It, in it canon. that universe. No, they yeah. put it in the comics they also, too. They also did put it in the yeah, comics. Cause he what? got fucked yeah. by the spider queen. Oh, All right. Right. And that was then, in the musical. No, because there, well, there's a giant spider queen that fucked him or something. Right. And then gave him the web wrists. Huh. Huh. It's his cum. It is. It is mm. It's just his cum. It is just, it is just Wasn't his there sweet, a Spider Man comic where his cum actually killed Mary Jane? Like he was like, have it. Surely not. Raw Sh- you. Surely not. Imagine because it. his sperm was irradiated because of the irradiated spider and it gave her cancer. Oh, whoa. From maybe. His, from his spooge. No, I, yeah. Sounds... I don't read comics, but I read about them sometimes. That sounds familiar enough yeah. for me to actually maybe believe this. I got is the true. spooge cancer. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Vile. I also watched the uh, Spider Man uh, Across the Universe, a Spider Verse uh, Across the Universe trailer today, and I cried like a baby. Wait, so they got. Julie Taymor back? No, no, no. <laughs> None of us care about the Marvel movies, AJ. It's not, I'm a, sorry. It's not a Marvel movie. It's the uh, it's the Sony one. It's a they're, sequel they're to the Spider Verse movie. Yeah, it's called Ooh. Across the Spider Verse. That's the animated one. That's it's the really really good one, Brian. If you haven't seen it, it's actually. Oh, like, I, I did really see the good. animated one. Yeah, yeah I probably Miles don't Morales. need to see another one. Yeah, it's very good. They'll I ruin mean, it. No, no, they, they ruin everything. Not, not always. They even ruined the Raimi ones. 
Raimi ruined his own. Right, right, right. And they're but, the good ones. Right, but I mean, I still hold out hope for this one because across the Spider Verse, holding out hope in, for a hero. Well, Into the Spider Verse was so yeah. good that like, and and the trailer for Across the Spider Verse seems to actually be focusing it in a way that I didn't. Usually, when you do multiverse stories, it gets like really like yeah, convoluted but, like, really, the really quickly. Beatles jukebox musical thing has been done. The what? Uh, Lennon? Are we talking? Is this Lennon cast? Brian, now? No, Brian's making across, across the universe. The universe. Oh, I see. I see. That's, that was the whole Julie Taymor thing. Oh, I thought you were just doing. You got to get on board with me. This is what the AI can't do. That's this right. is what the AI can't the do. AI, the AI definitely can't do this. Nor should it. No. Nor oh, should it. I okay. Hold on. Okay. Well, that that just that feels hurtful. Hit me a little close. That's a little close to the That's vest. It stings. But speaking of Broadway, mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's back. Broadway is back. Heard. Broadway is in fact back. Oh, it wasn't. Now it is. Yes. Yeah. Despite the dismal numbers from the American Theater Magazine's yeah. recent so, report. So a big thing is happening on Broadway right now, folks. It's back. Um, There is a musical, was, was a, a musical. musical called K-pop, as of uh, last Sunday, was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two days ago. K-pop is a really interesting case study in uh, bad decision making. Right. It was a hit off-Broadway immersive show. Yes. So it was the kind of show where you would get into a group, they'd split the groups into su- uh, smaller subgroups, right. and then you'd walk through multiple stories, multiple rooms. I mean, I mean, stories as an up and down, you go up and down lots and lots of stairs, just like Sleep No More, except it's more guided. Yeah. And you are taken backstage in this, like, sort of American leg of a tour for some K-pop groups, right? So the mm. idea is like they're bringing them to the United States. This was 2017. This was like SNSD, Girls' Generation, and had some crossover. I knew a guy who was like really into Girls' Generation. Who was that? I, I, his name escapes me. I went to college with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an assistant director on something mm. I worked on. Was he nice? Okay. Uh, He was a little weird. <laughs> There was one time he was in rehearsal for uh, this Hungarian play uh-huh. and he was on his Game Boy the whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it was, it's Josh, guys. It was Josh. Who, who, what, what were you playing? He's really into uh, Advance Wars. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even at this rehearsal. I know it would this. either be Advance Wars or Phoenix, right? That's all I was mm-hmm. ever fucking playing mm-hmm. at that point. They should sure. make they should make a crossover. Phoenix Wright Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. <laughs> Why not? Comes so, you just walking in front of a tank being, what's all this? Then he explodes. Yeah. yeah. So Actually, came, more like a yeah. Fire Emblem crossover with Phoenix Wright. Same thing. That would fucking rule. Yeah, um, but, but you couldn't have anyone in Phoenix Wright, like, fuck each other. Like, that. They're all They're all pretty much. <laughs> I could. You couldn't. Uh, so, <laughs> K-pop is really interesting because it. it was, it was, it sold out the whole run. Um, and then it extended the run and sold out completely again. It was a very expensive ticket. Mm. And it wowed the critics. They loved it. Not the people who knew who were like into immersive theater. They sure, were like okay. mm, a little flat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, like this thing had legs. Yeah. And not just because it was going up and down all those stairs. Ah! Uh, so also worth noting, this was developed at Ars Nova, which yes. is the same theater that Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1812 right. started at. Which was Real also an immersive show yep. uh, to a slightly different degree. He sat down the whole time um, that made it to Broadway. And didn't do very well. But not overall. as poorly as K-pop. Did. Yes. Yeah. One of the big keys to Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1812, and I love that you brought this up because I was going to do that anyway, yeah. is that they put in a huge star, right? They put in Josh Groban right. yes. to play a 
relative he's on stage the whole time for what that's worth but he's a right. relatively small role he's in the yes. title but like yeah not doing a whole lot and then later he sings a lot of the bangers in the show he does well and they they gave him a new song to close act one because they're like oh we have josh groban here we have to do something and then later yeah. on they got fucking mandy patinkin didn't they well well that's where it all went south sure so they they realized like they needed a gimmick at all times to keep this show running it's a weird show the story kind of stops halfway through act two and we just hear balaga that's the the cue that i use balaga <laughs> and just that goes on for like 20 played. minutes <laughs> Think when we talk of Balaga that you see him <laughs> printing his proud hooves in the earth. Think of also think of of, of Malanga yeah. at the same time, please. And so yeah. what happened was, Rip of course, like Dave Malloy, the author of the of the musical, he came back to play Pierre. That wasn't enough because he's not a big name. They got Sarah Bareilles to come in. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, they did. And then they thought, oh okay, now we've got a, another AJ's favorite, Sarah another Bareilles. name that we could do. We we're gonna get someone from the original cast of Hamilton, and yeah. it was Oak. Right. Yeah. Who is sort of known among people who are into musicals, but he's not. It's not like getting Leslie Odom Jr. or Lin Manuel right. Miranda. Right. 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 Um, and he wasn't. He wasn't selling tickets. Or even David Diggs, for that matter. Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's. He's. No, nothing against him. It's just right. that's the the way that the roles are written. Those are the people who had the biggest stardom, the biggest TV presence, everything like that. Right. So the um, producers bungled this transition. They, I don't think they bungled they it. They bungled it. I think they I think there were it. I think there were some bad actors involved. Um, but they they tried to get Mandy Patinkin in for a very brief uh point, and they were going to have some other star that was going to come in after Mandy Patinkin. Then it all blew up. Right. But like. The thing was, they needed the star. When they didn't have the star, they didn't have the business. Yeah. K-pop is an even more immersive show, right? It's not just a musical that you sit through that you're just embedded in. It's a thing you walk through and the scenery is built. You know, you're looking at posters and you're you're living through you're like this in soap opera. One of the dressing rooms yeah, of one of the people warming up for the show you're or something. All the shit, huh. people getting into arguments, the the on-site plastic surgeon coming through, things like that. And so they thought, well, of course, like it's a big hit. Let's bring it to Broadway. But like yeah. Sleep No More is a big hit. You don't bring that to Broadway because you can't. Well, they because need non-union actors. Be, well, that too. But it's also, it's a different thing, right? It's yeah, like yeah, making yeah. something into a movie. You are, you are fundamentally changing the thing. And then they got hit because they were going to try to do this in 2020. COVID happened. Right. They didn't have an out of town run. Yeah, they, they they lost the momentum. They and they lost just a lot of time, and they were spending and spending and spending. It's a very expensive show, right? A very expensive lighting setup. Yeah. Um, and this, by the way, I should say, is not the only show that this happened to. No, there are a lot of nope. other shows that sort of ended up in this state. However, mm-hmm. those shows were more uh, the, the shows that were able to sort of open up on Broadway after the pandemic break were ones that were more stable for one reason or yeah. another. It, 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 yeah. So one great example being the revival of The Music Man right. with Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. Which, yeah. That is a known property, mm-hmm. known actors, yeah. uh, a known producer until he disappeared off yeah. the face of the earth and, named Scott and, Rudin. And didn't need to be workshopped exactly. because it was written 70 years ago. Right. Even though they did make some rewrites. They did make some rewrites and they made the songs a lot slower. Like a lot um, slower. And The Music yeah. Man is closing. Right. It's not it's not it's not sticking once, around once for Hugh Jackman long. leaves the show. It's gone. It seems yeah. that they weren't able to find a way to give the juice. People weren't going for the yeah. show. They were going for Hugh Jackman. In a show. Right. And the Music Man is an old Broadway hit. They've got the big director who does all the revivals. 
in a normal environment. That was Jerry Zachs, right? The same guy who directed Hello Dolly. Yes, yeah. the one with Batman. Yes, uh, yes it's it's just th- the business has changed, right? The business has changed fundamentally, and so when you have a risk of a brand new show, one with a not very good title, um, right? Right? It's like doing a rap musical and just calling it rap, um, right? And this is not there is know, Motown. The and people think, yeah, but that's a jukebox musical with Motown songs. It, it, right. The song, the show sells are, itself. Yeah. Because Motown is a brand, all, right? Yeah. yeah, that is a brand. These yeah. are all original songs. It's yeah. And they got some stars. They got Luna from FX. Mm-hmm. That was that was big. She is a musical theater star in Korea. She was in Legally Blonde oh, amazing. Uh, as well as like a number of other shows. Um, But. All of this money, all of this press, too. They were doing lots and lots of publicity. They never thought, or I shouldn't say they never thought to, but they didn't, say, record an album in the intervening years. Which maybe they should have, but I still think that we'd be seeing the same thing because the main thing to note from all of this, there, there are problems with marketing. It got bad reviews. One of those reviews was racist from a New York Times critic that's himself racist. Yes. Uh, who had just has a record of saying very weird things whenever he's not writing about a show about white people. And for some yeah. reason, they don't edit him. No. I don't know well, why. Well, they don't edit anyone anymore, right? Like, right. that's just their no thing. They just don't edit. No. <laughs> so <laughs> whose critics are they? <laughs> so, like, we have all of whose these, these problems. No. But, like, the fundamental problem here is that COVID has destroyed so much of Broadway's business. We're looking at uh, 2018, 2019 was a record setting year, right? Yeah. Broadway was just going up and up and up and up. The costs were getting higher. The number of shows was was pretty impressive. Yeah. That was a revenue generator of about one point eight billion dollars. Yeah. Huge now, this previous season, th- this stuff starts in the middle of the year, right? So it's like summer to summer. Yeah. From 2021 to 2022. This is down 54%. It is 800 million. When you see those numbers side by side, it's like, it's, oh my God. Yeah, it's a majority of the revenue has not come back in that season. But it's also not really surprising. Like, yeah. when, because I, you know, I saw a few shows, um, you know, just during the, uh, Weird. The, the Broadway is back phase. Yeah, the yeah. weird, yeah. weird Broadway. When they kept insisting Broadway was back. Yeah. And uh, with all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> here's here's 17 understudies on tonight. Yeah. There was something weird, too, about the way that they they booked. Mayor Whittingham's husband, they flew him in from Chicago. <laughs> he will be on tonight. Right. On book. <laughs> they booked into the actual venues. They booked in all of these plays that otherwise wouldn't have had a shot to make it to Broadway because they would have yeah. been crowded out by more surefire commercial hits. Sure. Such as, for instance, um, there was the play Thoughts of a Colored Man, uh, mm-hmm. which I saw that season. Right. Um, and it was one of those things, too, where they were trying to frame it as, wow, Broadway is finally being an inclusive place. Right. Finally, they're pushing the diversity. Thing, finally, yeah. we are improving the diversity on our stages. But the reason they were doing that was they wanted to keep all of what they considered to be the surefire hits, which is to say the ones that were written by People who are already well-established in the industry, who, of course, are disproportionately white, white. Yep. Uh, they wanted to save those. Yeah, they wanted to keep them safe. These and, were sacrifices. And and, yeah. and and they dropped like flies. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, look, at this is like the blackest season that Broadway has ever had. Right. We have shows that really weren't 
like right for Broadway as an audience, like Chicken and Biscuits, which is going to have a decent life as like a community show theater. that community theaters yeah. and oh, regional theaters I do, mean, you know? there's auditions for that all the time. And it's, now, but it's yeah. like not a Broadway show. Thoughts of a Colored Man. Um, uh, they they brought um the Waiting for Godot one, the the one that played in Chicago. Danya Taymor directed. Oh, uh, Passover. Passover. Yeah. They, they brought Passover over to New York. They gave it a new ending. Yeah, they gave it for a, some a, reason. They gave it a positive ending. And yeah, and so like. Ending. And and when you you'd see like people write about it and then the criticism that would be levied will like, oh, oh, yeah. Now that we have like this diverse season, now you're going to you're going to shit all over us, huh? Like we're coming back from. And it's like, come on. Like, yeah, this is. And, and it's just Broadway producers being Broadway producers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's actually the the strong stance that the K-pop producers should have done when they were talking about Jesse Green, the New York Times reviewer being racist rather than trying to like diagram it. Rather than kind of walking through each paragraph and saying what the problem is, just lean on the fact that he made this weird reference to, quote, squint inducing Ugh. lights. Yes. And just be like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is wrong? Because he again, he has a history, especially with, with um, plays by like Asian writers. Yes. It's just he's he's a weird dude. And, and he's also just a terrible critic. Yeah, he's he's very I think I think. Yes, he is. He is incredibly racist and just very bad at his job. But the to, weird thing, yeah. the weird thing, too, about Jesse Green for me is like he went from being because he was at what? New York Magazine before. Right. Vulture. Uh, I vulture. Say. Vulture. Yeah. And he went from being, I think, I don't know. I, I never really. And maybe I just wasn't like looking close enough. Mm -hmm. Sure. I didn't see the same sort of odiousness in his reviews uh, until he moved to the Times. And maybe that's because the Times edits differently. I don't maybe. know. Although um, it doesn't seem like they edit. Maybe Vulture does edit. Yeah, maybe, maybe Vulture does. That's, that's what I'm I mean, saying. That seems the thing. No, no, I'm saying maybe Vulture edits better. Because, like, I, I just remember <laughs> um, seeing... It's like, there's something about the Times. And we are not a, a podcast that tries to understand the New York Times effect on man. We will leave no, that no, to no. the Bee Gees. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> We but, are staying alive. We have to say <laughs> we are doing that. We are at the very least staying alive. The effect of the New York Times on Man in the Moon Marigolds. But yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Jesus. The fucking like brain worms that otherwise reasonably. And I'm not saying, by the way, that Jesse Greener is reasonably intelligent, but no. I'm saying that there are reasonably intelligent people who will get a longstanding gig at the time at the time. Oh, yeah. And just will grow brain worms yeah. overnight. They just yeah. become disgusting, grotesque monsters of human beings. Like or that, they just reveal their what, true selves. That's what Chapo Trap House was able to build its entire of empire off of, of. Was just like, let's laugh at these fucking insane columnists for the New York Times. But Freaks right. and perverts, a lot of yeah. them. Like uh, bovine Barry Weiss, you know. <laughs> but but I'd, like, I'd like to talk about briefly, just for the yeah. people who don't know who like Jesse Green is, or even the effect of the New York Times on theater. As we're sitting here talking about this right now, I am fucking terrified for uh. my future in the theater <laughs> of New York because literally they they're the arbiters of taste and they're the more importantly they know the score the arbiters of tickets of ticket sales like they at least to their knowledge like if you if you get a New York Times review you can uh, transfer I think effectively to Broadway like it makes it easier to sell to investors well it got a critics pick downtown we can take this thing to Broadway. Uh, and it's, it's, it's terrifying the amount of power that he has in this position and what he can do to a yeah, show by panning I mean, it. I mean, it's weird to say, cause like critics don't matter so much anymore. Like it used to be, that was the make or break for everything in theater in Broadway. Right. It was like the, yeah. the critics have to get out. It's and the, the only Rich one, you the, the only one that matters is the New York times. But to what de degree does it matter? It's really hard to say. 
Sure. And it's it's certainly not that he sunk K-pop specifically, right? No. K-pop there were a lot closed of very suddenly. And when that happens, it means they don't have an advance, which what that means is people buying tickets in advance. Right. That's bad, right? Christmas is a very good time, typically, for New York City. If you can't make it through Christmas, that raises some serious questions about yeah. the way you're promoting and marketing your show. Right. And yeah. K-pop specifically needed to rely on an international audience, not necessarily a Korean audience, because I don't think they would be able to sell to that. But like if you get Europeans coming in, yeah. right, you're, you're trying to aim for the, the kind of audience that like made cats successful, which right. is yes. people who don't necessarily speak any of the languages on that stage right. who can just chill out and have fun. That's the appeal of K-pop. You don't have to speak Korean or English, uh, which are both being used pretty uh, um Prolifically, although according to Jesse Green, there was too much Korean. That yeah, was that's another the thing, thing to point out. Like this guy was like, "There's basically no Korean dialogue in this show. There's Korean in the songs. They're pop songs. You're seeing people perform on a stage. Yeah. That was the concept of the show. Is you're watching a concert getting done, which also like not the best concept for a show, right? Uh, but again, it's just it's all marketing and it's all about whether the business is there or not. And the business just isn't there, especially yeah. for a show that is a big risk. And for a show that has changed its thing, K-pop should have gone to Las Vegas. It should sure. have been yeah. an immersive show. Sure. It should yeah. have been in some place where it could thrive as an immersive show. Immersive theater is also in limbo and no one's saying immersive is back. Sleep No More is back. Yeah. <laughs> some immersive shows are doing well. Um, Bottom of the Ocean, which is closing at the end of the month, was doing great business all the way to the end. They're closing because they're closing on their own terms. Uh, the show I'm in, which, hey, guys, I'm in a show. Hey, plug time. Uh, Doors of Divergence. We're doing just fine. We're doing all right. Like, Amazing. We've, we've got the business. We've got the backing. We've got cool people behind it. If you want to see me as like a, a an evil a psychiatrist, come check out. Constantly. Madness, 1917. It's a fun, if you like escape rooms. It's an escape room thing. Lovely. But like theater, live theater, immersive theater. I mean, you can tell AJ, you audition for stuff. There's just yeah. not as much there. No, I mean, there isn't really much happening at all right now. I mean, the audience just it didn't come back to Broadway. No. Well, and that's the other thing that I wanted to, to, to point out about yeah. like the demographic of the Broadway audience. Like part of the reason that, you know, we obviously joke all the time, Broadway's back, Broadway's back, Broadway's yeah. back. A big part of the reason that Broadway is not, in fact, back, other than for a few high-performing shows that are very hot tickets, yeah. is that in order to appeal to a Broadway audience, you have to appeal to a very specific type of person. Yeah. The Broadway yeah. League, which is the trade organization of uh, Broadway theaters, yeah. owner-operators. Yes. Every yes. Broadway house, and that, that's defined by size, like number yes. of seats and whether it's in Manhattan. It's got to be 500 or more. And it has to be not just in Manhattan, but in the box, in yes. the Broadway box, which is 40th up to, I want to say, 59th, so, yeah. between 9th and 6th. All of those theaters are part of an organization, the Broadway League. Right. And the League uh, issues uh, every uh, so often reports on what the state of Broadway is. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the 2018-19 season, they released a report, the demographics of the Broadway audience, and uh, just a couple highlights about like what that audience looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so only approximately 35% of Broadway attendances were by people from the New York City metropolitan area. So okay. two thirds of them yep. are tourists. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and among those tourists, 46% are from the United States. 19% mm -hmm. are from other countries. 68% female. Oh, the average yep. age, 42.3 years old. And oh. here's the real kicker. Yeah. 
the average annual household income of the Broadway theater goer was $261,000. Yeah. Fucking hell. So it's not as old as you might think. It's certainly not as old as broadcast television. But yeah. Um, K-pop has to appeal to a younger crowd because K-pop, the thing, the actual thing, the fans of it are young. Right. They're yes. younger than us. Right. Yes. And I will point out as well that if you are a young fan of K-pop and, you know, you have to spend your parents money to go to a show, you're probably yeah. not going to go to a, rec- a stage recreation of what a, uh, a K-pop concert looks like. Yeah. You are right. going to go to the real fucking thing. They got yeah. a couple of names. They got Luna. So they got like if you are into K-pop and musical theater, and I'm sure there's some crossover. Um. Uh, from what I see in YouTube comments of their promo videos, there definitely is crossover. You kind of have this even split between people like, I love seeing that this is happening as a stage show and people being like, this isn't as good as the real thing. Well, and if you can, you know? again, if it's like your parents are like, okay, I'll take you to a show, but you can, You're gonna I, go to you can either go to K-pop. No, but <laughs> like, sorry, did yeah. I say Broadway show? What I meant to say was, yeah. Say you can either go to K-pop oh. on Broadway or you can go see, I don't know, fucking stray kids at the Prudential Center in yeah. Newark. Yeah. You're going to go see yeah. the actual K-pop band. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me that this isn't a jukebox musical. Of yeah. Like I mean, K-pop again, hits. it makes sense when you see where it's coming from. Right, right. In the immersive Which is an space. immersive show that's like this kaleidoscopic like descent into kind of hell um, wow. with like K-pop music that's not really emphasizing the concert. It's just the concert is part of it. Right, sure. To something that is built entirely around the concert because now it's an immersive show set in a theater where you're sitting the whole time. Right, that, which is incredibly <laughs> difficult to pull off even for people, you know, who had, who had like out-of-town tryouts. But it seems yeah. like they had to build this thing up basically back up from the ground uh, yeah, and then just totally, didn't take the time to do it. It's a totally new show. I mean, most of the songs are brand new. Right. They didn't right. exist in the 2017 version of. This. Oh, wow. OK. I so, also uh, yeah. just personally, so I, want to, focusing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to make something very clear, too, which is that I have not seen the show. I missed my yep. chance because, again, it was open for, I think, two weeks. Um, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. It had 17 performances. I would I would, you know, if, if one more than merrily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like this is none of this is to be uh a, a condemnation of the show itself. Certainly right, not right, of the right, show, right. and certainly not of all of not the, of the talent that is on that stage. I mean, holy Absolutely. shit, guys! Yeah. I mean, this fucking drought of any and all jobs. Right. Multiply that by a thousand, and then you get the experience of being Asian, right? Yes. Uh, and, and trying to work in this industry. Every yeah. once in a while, you get to do a show that's all Asian, and like most of the time, it's a racist. Show. Well, yeah. Usually, yes. it's the King and I, like literally, it's the King and I, or it's fucking. Uh, Miss Saigon right. or some goddamn right. shit. Right. 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 Here's a show that's actually by mostly Asian artists. Yes. About like real things. And I think they, they really leaned into the, in this version, like leaning into ideas of, of identity and things like that. And it, you know, people doing their absolute best. Yeah. And, but, and you have Jesse Green come in and he's <laughs> like, I really liked it better when it was about the white people. Yeah, that I was mean, actually they, they better. knew what they were going to get when they I mean, I, I, hopefully they prepared their but cast I think for like this guy's going to say the worst shit. But again, I think yeah. it's one of those things, too, where it's like if you want to target your show toward the demo yeah. of people who are actually seeing a Broadway show. Then, you know, there then are Jesse Green is not going to fucking matter. First of all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you have to like hit them on TikTok and like, right. They streamed for their last performance. They managed to get a deal where they streamed just the concert that happens at the end of the production. So it's about 20 minutes of material. 
Didn't get a lot of hits. About 3,000 people watched it across Instagram and TikTok. That was it? That was wow. it. Oh, my. I think that was that was not people who Wait, stuck that, around for the whole thing. That's user likes. I think that was full view count. No. When I was not. when I was looking Oof. at it on Instagram, it was it was like eighteen hundred at that time. Oh my! Were watching. Yeah. Wow. That, I mean, that's small. I mean, that's huge have, for me. Have, I want to be very yeah. honest. If that's big for us. Yeah, for, we're yeah. not a Broadway show with right. a million dollar lighting rig. That's right. true. That's very very true. Um. So like, when we say Broadway is back, we mean it's fucking not. No. And yeah. it's not going to be anytime soon. And, and a little caveat, like the numbers that we have are from last season, which was hit by like the first Omicron wave right. and things like that. But like, right. we're but s- it's also not. I mean, K-pop is just one of the many casualties right yeah. now. Yeah. Angel I mean, Mo is closing. We I had think. we yep. had yep. smaller next shows. Week, we think, had Raisin in the Sun basically just had to stop because everyone got COVID. At the public, right. people are still getting COVID. Yeah, at, mm. at the public theater. Right. I saw that. I saw that Raisin in the Sun. You, you managed to see it before. I, I, did, I, yeah. I managed to see it before everyone just got COVID and dropped out. And the performances uh. are really, really great. But it's one of those things where um, they added on an epilogue that completely subverted like the play. And oh, that weird. was my first time I seeing. I fucking stand this shit. That, that, that was the first time I'd ever seen the play or read it or had any experience mm-hmm. with it. And so I could tell where the play stopped and then the director came in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mostly it was because the lead actor pulled a playbill out of his back pocket of the show we were seeing of Raising in the Sun and showed it to everybody and then crumpled it up and threw it into the audience. And I'm like, I'm back at NYU. <laughs> I'm a freshman at NYU again. Oh, man. Wow. I, I, wow. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd kind of dig it if they just said fuck you Bruce Norris specifically but like, <laughs> no, no, actually, that's actually the big tragedy I will say uh, not to get on too big a Raising yeah, in the yeah. Sun tangent but like just how in the audience they said Clybourne Park on stage yeah, right yeah, yeah. and the audience started like whoa like they did mm, that yeah. and it will like at least within this generation it will forever be associated with that, that play. Right, play right right and how how can you watch Clybourne Park and then leave the theater and be like, I wonder what the white people were up to. Right. Like, what kind of sick mind work? How, how can how can how can you watch a raisin, a raisin in the, the sun, sun come yeah. away with that? Oh, you mean? So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Lorraine, yes. Lorraine Hansberry, her life was cut way too short. One of the absolute best playwrights ever to live. Yes, ever. absolutely. That, that, that play is unimpeachable. Uh, poetic facility that she had with language to write these these realist plays that somehow exist in like a uh, a totally supernatural plane. Yes, and for just some hack NYU professor to be like, <laughs> what if we made this racist? And who won the Pulitzer out of those two people? Yeah, it Bruce was Bruce Norris. It was Bruce won. Norris who won for Clybourne Park, which is a it's a bad play. I don't I don't I don't care for Clybourne Park. No, uh, as, and as a no one's gonna remember Bruce Norris. Yeah, I no will. one's gonna remember Bruce Norris in five years ago. I will remember ago. Bruce Norris. He wrote a play about pedophiles. How dare you? Um, yeah. I, I I also just wanted to say, yeah. um. That in terms of other Broadway things, uh, I saw the revival of uh, Death of a Salesman with Wendell Pierce. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Um, I thought he was really good. I actually liked all of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bothered by the Britishness of the production itself. There were some really uh-huh. annoying directorial choices. Uh, but Wendell Pierce was really good. And also, it was his birthday. So uh, at the end, they brought out a cake. We all sang happy birthday to him. It was nice. very nice. Oh, that's yep. really nice. I love that. Wow, Broadway is back. Broadway Broadway is, I mean, that's the thing, is that the community is there, I think. It's just no one's coming yeah. to see the shows, our, because, our, our and friend, rightfully so, they're, they're terrified. Our friend Matt Barbeau said, like, probably the only solution is doing smaller scale, cheap shows for local audiences. Yeah. And that... It's not happening. That, yeah. It it's not. Happen. It's not going to happen, but, like, he's probably right. He's probably about, as far as any idea can go in terms of, like, bringing business back to Broadway... 
that's probably it. But you're not going to make rent on that. No, and that's the problem. No. Yeah, yeah. And he, like yeah, and people do, and we we've already built this disease system where like if we're going to do a revival of a classic American play, it has to be the British who do it, and then we bring it over. Right, right. <laughs> Sickos. Sickos, or some horrible Dutchman doing it in a British setting, which is even worse. Actually, yeah. somebody it's call for me. Evon, worse. Yeah, um, so Evon, the worst. That's Broadway moment. That's Broadway. It's back. Yeah. But you know, we're going into a bad season, and January is going to be even worse, baby. But that's not the only place where uh, people who are counting the beans are making bad decisions oh, with yeah. regard to art. Fucking shit, yeah. guys. This fucking HBO Max motherfucker, oh, David Zaslav. Makes me so mad. It, I mean, ooh. <laughs> we are we are in the age of vapors. Things can simply exist and then simply not. Yeah. Uh, so this just dropped literally today. Uh, Westworld and the Nevers uh, have been pulled from HBO Max. Um, yesterday, I think the Minx was canceled and it was on its last day of production for season two. Yeah, they had been renewed and they were in the process of filming. Yep. There doesn't seem to be any actual logic to doing that, to canceling something as it's in production. Uh, residuals. It's all about residuals. That's what all these moves are about right yeah, now. Yeah, but it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense because you can just put it up for a month. Yeah. Or and then take it off, right? Instead it's, of just it, killing it. The cruelty is the point, though. I think it is mm. to discourage these people from making more no, narrative I, content no, for there's HBO. A, there's a scheme. There's some sort of financial scheme involved. I don't know what it is because this stuff is like too too high for me. But no, it's not. It's not just that. Like they want to punish their writers. I think yeah, they do. I think they do. Does I think they because do? Because they're about to strike. That's the big thing. The writers, the it's about to come up for renegotiation, all the writers uh, stuff. And they want to be like HBO Max is not friendly to writers anymore. It's not friendly to showrunners because it's not. Discovery now owns it. And this motherfucker is coming in and wants to do non-scripted shows. Right. Which is what Discovery has always been. It's just yes. very, very cheap reality but, programming. But Brian, I think I, I really do fundamentally disagree with you that like, this isn't coming from a place of personal animosity or to prove a point. It's always to prove a point. That's yeah. the thing about these fucking guys. I didn't say it's not mergers. to prove a point, but I don't think it's like there's no revenge because there's nothing to have revenge against yet. There is something there is something because they were making bad deals. They're monopolizing and now they're cutting, 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 cutting because there are market fundamentals that are breaking down. Right. We sure. saw this with Netflix breaking down. Um and it's happening across the streaming everything because there's too many streaming services. It's like right. AMC Plus exists for some fucking reason, you right? You have to pay like 10 bucks a month. And AMC Plus owns other streaming services that are separate from AMC Plus. Right. Yeah, that you can't so get in the bundle. So those are also falling apart. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's just, it's really brutal out there, I think, for writers in Hollywood in general right now. Uh, all the rooms that used to be like 10 to 15, 10 to 12 oh, people it is in done. writer's room, it's gone. You have four or five, maybe. And it's a showrunner, his two friends, and then either they can hire a mid-level writer <laughs> or they probably can hire... all went to Wesleyan. Yeah, they probably should. And, 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 and yeah, just like uh, uh, Jeremy O'Harris just kind of floats in, floats back out. <laughs> I, I imagine I imagine he walks into a room and then it's just like, uh, what if your characters were gay? And then he just knocks a vase off, <laughs> off a plinth and then walks back out. And it's like, Jeremy, are you going to write a script or this are you is, just going to break our shit? This is, the, uh, this is the episode that gets permanently excommunicated from yeah. the New York, New York City theater, theater community. Oh, what theater scene? Lord. We're talking about Jeremy. No, I know, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, good point. Good point. I mean, yeah. the thing is, he is a decent producer. Like, yes. He got, yeah, no, he got really Irma good Vep at it on and, HBO and Max. And credit where yeah. credit is due yeah. when it comes to 
unlike fucking HBO, yeah. when it comes to putting his money where his mouth is in terms of supporting oh, new talent, he, he does it. He, he does, does it. the damn he thing. He does it. He, he's producing really new and interesting things and then also Euphoria. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Euphoria is a hit, so. It is. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, and he he has a really good eye for talent, too. Like, he, and when he when he throws his money at something, you can always trust that, yeah. like, it's going to be really, it's yeah, going to no, be really I'm, I would rather have a million Jeremy O'Harris's out there than fucking Zoslav and, and, the, and the Disney bobs. Well, <laughs> I'd love to talk All about that, actually, because yeah. that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. To the point <laughs> of, like, media fucking maneuvers and shit like that. Obviously, Bob uh, Chapek is out at Disney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob Iger is back in. Um, and there's questions about like what will happen next. Uh, there there have been some wild uh, ideas going around. Some people are like, will Apple buy Disney? Like it, M&A. This is the other thing is like mergers and acquisitions and the They're impact out of control. that has had. It's insane. Like, like we have we have entered the I mean, we about 10 years ago entered the extreme deregulatory environment yep. where it's like we can just merge everything all the time. Right. And they're doing it. They're they're just fucking going. They're going hog wild. Right? Dude. Like like I remember. I, I guess Trump was already president, but then, of course, like Disney acquired Fox and that already right. was just that's too much yes that yeah. is way too much and to the, be under a single umbrella and, and there it, were a couple little things ugh. that got spun off as part of that deal um but, so like there's a handful of uh fox entities yeah. that are still under the umbrella of the former fox, news corporation fox news right. is just fox news right it's it's not it's not part of the rest of the fox part. is fox sports also there or does disney I think fox sports is also not owned by disney because disney right, owns ESPN. They own espn yeah but, and so maybe that was their way of sort of uh, going around maybe the few regulatory hurdles they yes. might find. And yeah. Disney, of course, owns, if not a majority stake, then I think at least like 40% of Hulu as well. Yes, correct. So you're in this weird network where it's you're like just 50, buying... It's like 50-50-ish between them and Comcast. Yeah, you're like buying yeah. multiple streaming services from the exact same company. Yeah. Right, right, which is... I and mean, they don't even have the same software base. Yeah, like... <laughs> And you can tell because the UIs vary very differently. Yes, of course. Uh, of course. And like Disney the has the thing where the sound just always pops. It's just always going to pop forever. Hulu yeah. doesn't have that. Could they use the Hulu platform? Sure. Fuck you, though. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to rewind on an HBO Max platform, uh, you have to pray to whatever God you have. <laughs> but this is also why they had to chop Bob Chapek is that the streaming division of Disney was yeah, losing yeah. like an unfathomable amount of money. Right, um, but they're making so much other money from elsewhere. Like, oh, yeah. was it actually like damaging That's their the bottom thing, line? Like, yes. they're, they're yes. one of, really, yes. Yes. that much. Well, yes. Well, because one of their their really big crown jewels is, of course, the theme parks. The parks. The parks are also a hotbed of absolutely dubious accounting. Yes, a lot of things don't really hold up, and you think you'd think that two years of closure would have probably led to all of that coming to a head, right? Classic Bialystok and Bloom situation. And it didn't because nothing fucking matters anymore. Well, and that's, yeah. it's so funny too. Like in succession, all of the references to the parks are pretty much a direct reference to the yes. Disney parks yes. and all the like dubious things that go on on the Disney cruises in the, in the Disney parks. <laughs> um, but you know what division Bob Chapek came up from? What? Parks. The parks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And because yeah, uh, he figured out how to, how to make the parks yes. look the way that they look. And more importantly, uh, yeah, it looked the way they look on the books. Exactly. Yeah. And so much of that, too, was due to uh, creating a, I mean, the, the fucking, you know, Disney adults, the fans, the mm -hmm. freaks um, are, are really upset. I'm kind of one of them, but I, I hate you all, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. It's fair. Um, I mean, 
as I don't so, buy the merch, but I do like the park. As somebody who al- nice. as somebody who also really enjoys amusement parks, yeah. I've always been more of like a Cedar Fair guy. Like grew up going to Cedar Point, shit like that. I can appreciate the business that Disney does with the parks. It's yeah. really something else. Yeah. Um, but you know, a big part of the vision of the Disney parks was always that it would be a somewhat populist thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, you could always, regardless of what your class background was, you could go to the Disney parks yeah, and you could have an experience. Well, and it's interesting because like, because of things like Disney adults, people who are really, really obsessed with the parks demand for them has never been higher. Right. They have more parks than ever. Right. They have two in China, two in Japan. Uh, I mean, if you combine everything together, it's like five in the U.S. And they've yeah. got these fucking like in Disney World, yeah. you've got the like luxury estates like you can uh-huh. fucking live in Disney World. And and the Sicko thing is behavior. like these places are full and full and full and they just get more full like Goku because like that. they uh, change the regulatory environment of the localities that they're in. Right. So like city of Anaheim, state of California, let's allow more people to fill up these parks and they get insane and the lines are ridiculous. And now they have a monetized system that doesn't actually help with throughput. Right. Um, Right. Kevin Perjurer did that great video on Defunct Land about like how that all worked. How they fucked the fast pass. (laughs) Yeah. Because they tried to monetize it and like it actually inherently destroys the model. Right. And yeah. Again, it was like that. That was one of the things that made Disney as a company so interesting because they could be incredibly profitable. But Disney took uh, Roy Disney took a lot of financial risks, right? Putting out right. weird movies that they had no idea if they were going to sell well. Right. Um, and and building these parks that like the when they introduced the uh, when you could just buy one ticket instead of doing the ticket book thing. Right. When they introduced that in the early 80s, my parents talked about this. Because they're both from Southern California, like AJ's parents. Yeah. It's $14. And I remember you yeah. talking about that, I think, on another episode. <laughs> was, like, well, you know, even not when, much. Even when all. I was a kid, I think it was like 56 bucks for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. If you're a Southern California you, resident. They, they had these annual passes that have blackout dates and things like that. So you're not going to be able to go on big holidays or weekends or stuff. Yeah, but. And, and even my sister went to school uh, in California and it was like 150 bucks. But also, yeah. you know, why would you do that when you could simply not do that? Yeah, exactly. Fucking goodwill. Yeah. Who gives a Who shit? Who cares? You can make more Disney's money. Disney's not about that anymore, baby. It never like really <laughs> was. It's no, just. No, but there's there's no illusion of it anymore. There's they yeah, don't right. they don't have they don't have the Disney magic. Right. Mm, they have yeah. just the constant, relentless thrust of, of of consumption and and owning everything and, and pretty soon this podcast will be owned by Disney. That's actually a really good this would be a good time to mention that uh mm. Disney has acquired the worst of all possible worlds yep. in an all stock deal. Oh yeah. wow this is so weird. It says the showrunner is Jeremy O'Harris. <laughs> yep. And we're canceled. Okay. Uh, okay, great. Okay. AJ, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Disney Magic? Well, I mean, I I spent most of my childhood like at Disney because the tickets were so cheap and it yeah, was right. a 45 minute drive from my childhood home. We just went there on the weekends yeah. just for like fun. So there's like a whole bunch of pictures of me around my house with all the mascots at the park. I I loved that place. Yeah. Thunder Mountain was my ride. It was the it was the best experience on the planet. <laughs> and now you have to like get a second mortgage to afford a single <laughs> yeah. fucking weekend at that park and it it blows. I mean, it, I I miss I miss the ability to do that. I mean, I live in New York, so it's like there's no way I'm gonna like fly back. You to miss Disney. going to Disney no. every weekend. Yeah. I do. Mi- I do I mean, miss it, the it feeling. Kind of rocks, yeah, you yeah. know. Like like if I lived in Sandusky, I'd probably do that. With of course, Cedar Point, you know. But also, here's the thing about Cedar Point: you can still afford Cedar Point. Yeah. Like, in fact, they've the tickets are like. Although this is the difference between the model now is like for Cedar Point, 
tickets for admission are still dirt fucking cheap. Where they're really making the money is on the fast passes or the the f- yeah, fucking what do they call it? fast lane. Yeah, because um, they're also doing the stupid shit where they monetize the thing that was just supposed to make the experience better exactly for everyone. Um, and and so like you can get into Cedar Point for like 40, 50 bucks, no problem, or yeah. sometimes less if you have like a coupon or whatever. But you're going to be spending like a hundred fifty dollars on the <laughs> yeah. fast lane, yeah. and yeah. even more if you want to get fast lane for the brand new rides. Yeah. Um, with that said. Uh, the renovations at Cedar Point is making for the upcoming summer do look very fun. I do hope <laughs> to find myself in Sandusky again at some point in the uh, short to medium term future uh, to ride those rides, to uh, enjoy the new experience where the Wicked Twister used to be. Uh, they've put up oh, this okay. new like cafe and there's another fucking ride they put over there. Yeah. Looks really fun. Speaking of Wicked Twisters, mm. there's some Wicked Twister going around. <laughs> Trying to destroy our public education system. This episode system. is an all-timer for transitions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Truly. I actually, I haven't done one yet, and now I'm really there scared. <laughs> an old Dutch hag yeah, she's stalking around the country. Good lord. So, um, and she's got one question on her lips. Whose, whose children, children are they? they? Mm. So our longer time listeners might remember the episode that we did a while back about... Um, uh, actually, it's about ethics in middle school journalism, mm-hmm. uh, where on the back half of that episode, I interviewed uh, Harm van Heisen, who uh, at that time was the outgoing editor-in-chief of Chimes, the student newspaper of Calvin University, as yeah, it's called yeah. now. John yeah. Calvin University. This, we still just call it Calvin College because that's what it is. This is, right. the, uh, this is the Brian and I. Uh, it, is, it is our alma mater. Yeah. And um, it's... Kelvin, uh, just for uh, a refresher, for those of you who are not familiar with the school, uh, is a school that is named after John Calvin, the Protestant reformer of the same name, who infamously uh, burned heretics at the stake in yep. Geneva, Switzerland. Yep. Um, and it's similarly chill. It's a similarly chill environment. I mean, the thing say? is, like, when we were there, that's what it was kind of known for. It was chill. I mean, I, we honestly had a very apathetic student body, but you have to look at it in comparison to right. other Christian schools, right? Yes. If you go sure. to Pensacola, they will fucking beat you with chains. Of course. If you, <laughs> if you like touch a woman. Yeah. It's in, in I mean, compared to even, at, at even Calvin, you could be a faggot. Yeah. 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 And they didn't do <laughs> things to us. It was great. Right. Right. I, and I said horribly lewd things that probably cl- crossed some serious ethical lines at times. <laughs> and I, I didn't care. No one could do anything. To you're me. using. The, I was invincible. You're using the past tense here, Brian. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. Well, people pay for this. They weren't paying there. Well, I mean, they paid <laughs> in their suffering. They will pay. But like, this was a school where, like, yeah, every few years you'd have the fucking like board of trustees issue a memo, like, hey, you need you to issue a fatwa. Yeah, yeah. It's like you. Yeah, that's what they were. It was like yeah. you need to like our, all of our. All of our faculty, they need to condemn homosexuality. And the faculty felt safe enough to just be like, no. Yep. Now, uh, AJ, you, of course, uh, went to a godless uh, uh, university, so you don't know what these things are like. I went to a a very God-filled high school, though. Does that count for nothing? It counts counts for something, but it's not quite the same. Catholic, no. Yeah, that's true. You're not a a Franciscan (laughs) friar. Come on. We had a a real-life padre. Oh, wait, no, people are fine with friends. It's the Jesuits. That's the ones that, the, like, the Catholic converts are like, oh, the Jesuits. Yeah, because they're, they're all intellectual. And <laughs> they they're, ruined they're Catholicism. Yeah, they ruined it. So, but, yeah, but yeah our, 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 probably our most famous alumni at oh. Dearest Alma Mater is, of course, one 
Betsy DeVos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The former Secretary uh, of Education of the United States of America. Daughter of uh, the Prince family, the auto parts manufacturers, patent holders, uh, biological sister of Eric Prince, the fucking mercenary. Yep. And the wife of R- Dick. Dick DeVos. <laughs> They're all named Richard. So yeah. it's Rich, his son, Dick, his son, Rick. Rick. Yeah. He's Pickle Rick. Um, <laughs> and the fucking thing about Rick. So I can't wait for his grandson, R. <laughs> Rick is the one who we talked about who's like, he's yeah. become a real logic guy freak. Yeah. Um, Dick DeVos ran for governor uh, of the state oh, of Michigan in right. the year 2000, yeah. I want to say. He got fucking shellacked. Yeah, people did not want Dick. But Betsy DeVos's project, we've talked about it a little bit here because, you know, it's... it's yeah, a- listen to our episode, Whose Children Are They?, which yes. she is not directly a part of, but, but is she's tied up in not, all Not of part it. of it yeah. because right. she, uh, Betsy DeVos, uh, is sort of like the money behind a lot of different organizations mm-hmm. that are to do with the concept of quote unquote school choice. Yeah. School choice in this context, meaning if you uh, don't want your kid to go to the local public school, uh, what you can do is you can pull them out and you can either homeschool them or send them to a private yep. school. And also, not only are you allowed to do that, you can get bonus money for doing yeah. that. Uh, speaking of bonuses, if you are a subscriber to this episode, we're actually talking about some of that in the subscriber episode that we are putting out today alongside that's this true. one. That's true. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's because weird. there are so many loopholes that go into this educational yes. system yes. that is like school vouchers has always been like yes. the big thing. But there are yes. other programs which we talk about in that episode. And this is all just designed to destroy public schools yep. so that we can destroy opportunities for the poor, right? And so that we can move the undesirables where we want them to, which at this point is just prison. We just want to put everyone in prison if they're black in this country. And of right? course, the like, irony here is that Brian and I actually both went to Christian schools yep. uh, that were funded by the fucking DeVos family. Yes. So like, right. yeah, I went to a K through 12 Christian school that was founded in 1903 by Dutch missionaries on the Navajo Nation where... They would just beat kids until they stopped speaking Navajo, right? Even though those people would all go home and speak Dutch in the, in their households. They were forcing the English language, American culture, and Christianity onto these children. Uh, and over the years, it has developed into a Christian school. Uh, and you see all this controversy about uh, up in Canada. Of course, they're uncovering all these unmarked graves. My school has marked graves. Like, this mm. is not a surprise. Anyway, there's a lot of truthers in Canada who are like, no one's right. actually buried there, all that stuff. No, of course they were because they didn't. If they died there, and plenty did, of things like Spanish flu, um, they didn't get to go home. Their families had no custody of their children. They were buried right there on the plot. Jesus. And this is the legacy of all of this stuff, and and this is how it continues forward. And and well, and, we, and now it's back. Much and like now Broadway. we see like this <laughs> system. They're not bringing back the boarding no, schools. No, but, but they're just trying to destroy public schools. Because yes. again, like public schools are one of the primary way one of the primary drivers of class mobility in yep. this country so you, is the post office hmm. it's one of those things well, doing fine <laughs> it's doing great um <laughs> and is also under no threat of privatization whatsoever much nope. like our schools so this so betsy devos recently came back to calvin college and yeah. uh she was invited back which would not have happened while we were there correct too hot too um, hot of an environment for her even though at the time the president of the college was this fucking you know 
natural gas uh, magnate <laughs> yeah. freak. Yeah, who had George W. Bush speak at graduation while he was still president of the, of the country. So, like, George W. would have come back, but Betsy wouldn't have. And again, yeah. that's largely because of the climate. It's the mm-hmm. fact that there are, or at least were at the time, a lot of faculty who did not like her and do not like her. But here's the thing. Most of those faculty are now gone because the school has been shrinking. Yep. And as a result of that, most of the literally all of the professors who like knew who I was are gone now. All Every single toast. one of those tenured faculty have been uh, bought out basically from their contracts. They're gone. This mirrors what's happening in higher education more broadly. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting that it's not unique to a place like Calvin. Yes. It is happening all over the place but unless the you're at like thing Liberty University. Is, and then that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. situation. But the thing that is unique about Calvin, obviously, is the connection between the school and the uh, the sort of Republican Dutch Protestant power core. That's yeah. at the center okay. of the whole fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And so recently Calvin got a new president. It's this guy yep. named Weeba Bohr. Yeah. Is it Weeba? Not Weeby? Uh, maybe it's Weeby. I don't fucking care. I just care. think Steve Weeby, the Donkey Kong champion. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I mean, he really is. He's an actual like full blown Dutch. Uh, he worked for the Shell Corporation. Yep. Uh, Royal Dutch Shell as like their. Not a shell corporation. No, the, the shell, shell corporation. corporation. That's funny. And he did it as their like guy who goes to the third world and doesn't do anything suspicious. Well, because he grew up in Nigeria, right? Yeah. He was he was he was the also um, not doing anything suspicious. <laughs> he was the uh, child of I want to say missionaries. Um, and so allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so he he does the you know all of these companies have these things where they kind of launder reputation if right. nothing else. That are tax breaks and everything. We're like, oh, but we build a well in in Nairobi or something right. like that. You know, it's like in a big city that has running water. And they um they use that. And so this guy is like a nonprofit sicko as yes. well as being a fossil fuel sicko. So that's everything that Calvin has ever wanted so, in a president. And he's Dutch. AJ, your thoughts about these people so far? I mean, I think that if I want somebody to run my university, where better to look? than big oil yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, i think they know a lot about education See, here's the thing is like if you want to run a a non-profit educational facility right um what better place than for you to come from than profits than private profits yes yeah and from having to learn how to make money oh oh uh, fossil fuels don't have to learn how to make money because (laughs) they just they just make it anyway they're actually very inefficient because the money just keeps rolling in no matter what happens the last president of the college who was connected to uh fossil fuels ended up almost leading the university to financial ruin? What? What, what? what is this person what? off screen telling us that we're repeating over and over again? Who are these children coming down? We have to get, we have to get a new cue yeah. card guy. Well, and that was the famous thing is like the, the, the hilarious scandal that they decided to sweep under the rug with the previous president or the previous, previous president was that Galen Biker, this natural gas fucking pervert who's going straight to hell uh, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. not. <laughs> it's funny because that's actually what Eugene saw in hell. That yeah, made him convert yeah, yeah, to yeah. Christianity. Saw Galen Biker's <laughs> fucking yeah. mustache and his bitch lush his wife Wario ass <laughs> face, motherfucker. Wow. He's like if a if if you dehydrated a walrus. Um. So he. The mayor of guy, Odyssey. The mayor of Odyssey. Yeah. This yeah. guy did all of these schemes that a lot of schools did. Uh, where he took on debt and then financed that debt yeah. in real estate right. because 
nothing was going to happen to real estate. Not. <laughs> and nothing did happen. Oh, wait. Yeah. But, you know, that was the previous guy. This yeah. is the new guy. New guy confirmed. It's yes. Weeb Abor. Uh, He's a will, real weeb. Real, He's, uh, <laughs> yes. Princess Mononoke is his jam. That's yeah. right. Yeah, um, he's actually, he's not exactly related to Josh, but like the Boar Mans. The, they got yeah. their name because mm. they bought, sold, um, grew, cultivated boars. Mm. Yes. And so the, Weba was actually mm -hmm. like he was on the shelves at, uh -huh. at Josh's old uh, general store. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah sure, for sure. Huge if true, <laughs> which it is not. So, um, yeah. I, so basically, just to get back to like what the thrust is here, yes. you know, Betsy DeVos was recently invited back to the college campus yep. by none other than Mr. Bohr himself, the yep. new president, mm -hmm. uh, to talk about her new book. She's got yeah. a new book. You in see a, this? In a more civilized this? time, if this woman had had the record <laughs> that I she had insane. and came to speak at this college, there would be some protest. Yep. There would be some real, not, not, not vociferous protest. Not 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 a lot of rambunctious. It, it would be vociferous in some circles. There would be there would be response. There would be vocal in response. Much would Roe have to row? Yeah, what would Roe have to row crow vociferous if you give him the old razzle dazzle? Well, but that's the yeah, problem is she yeah. doesn't. She, well, she sort of tried to no give him the old razzle dazzle, but she doesn't have it. No, because like, she's austere and Dutch. Yes, highly austere. Um, There's a very anti-razzle, anti-dazzle culture. And so uh, it, basically then I went and watched this shit because I like yeah. inflicting pain on myself. Sure. And if you go on YouTube, uh, there's a clip of this bullshit. And basically so much of it is like, so there are a lot of people who disagree with you. How do you put up with that? How do you how do you survive Just these people not having the same thoughts as you? Right. Uh, questions from the guy who is. Well, I'm built different. The professor so. who is the dean of the education school. Yeah. Who like most of his students are going to be going on into public education. And I have to. I, I mean, Jesus. I don't know what his story is. I don't know this guy. But it's very clear. That Honestly, the school needs money. It, yes, exactly. Like, yeah, that's what this is. This is a potential huge this is a donor Mary. that they mm. can like get big networks into. They can get Trump money. They won't because no one does. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also, Trump doesn't have any money, so no, there's that. They can, yeah. they can get Ivanka money. Um, like they are desperate for this money. They kind yes. of have gotten by for now. They avoided this big cliff that they were going to hit in 2017. The boyfriend cliff and. <laughs> 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 and the girls are eating their spaghetti and meatballs. Um, and the fucking fucking pandemic happened. Right. Like they made enough to not completely go under, but they have retracted so much that it's like, well, you're just going to keep tumbling down the hill unless you get Mr. Weeby, who is a champion at Donkey Kong. He beat Billy Mitchell's <laughs> record. Right, and he's going to climb back up the structure. And yeah, how do yeah. you do that? But you get the sickest, most fucked yes. up people that went to the college and mm. not just the people who dropped out like Rich DeVos. You get his daughter in law and you get her the fuck on board. Because the other thing that's worth noting about this is that the Prince family, Betsy's parents, yep. have donated a fuckload of money to this school. incredible amounts of money from these people. Yeah, Everything on that uh. campus is named either DeVos or Prince. Yeah. Or sure. two places named Spoolhof for different Spoolhofs. Uh, Brian, they're when, named after different guys. Jesus. Brian, when you first got there, 
Were you at least a little bit excited that maybe Hal Prince had bought a building <laughs> at Calvin College? Was there like just like that little flicker of hope just for maybe. a hot second? Just their one really big Jewish donor yeah. and everybody yeah, right. else. Like <laughs> here's the Steven Sondheim way. God. Whoa! <laughs> Fucking Catholics were a novelty at Calvin. I can't oh, even begin to Lord. imagine people from outside and, the Christian faith. I would so be a novelty Go because on. so much of this was just this like filth. Like, oh, what if Whoa. people say that you're a bad lady? Yes. And she's like, I think I'm a rather good lady. But what's so, I just want people to come together audience. and be able to talk to each yes. other. Wow. And pretty good. it yeah. really is that. And, and what's so interesting about it, too, is that, you know, when you are speaking with an audience like the people who fucking went to Calvin, continue yeah. to donate money to Calvin, the big thing that they are all about is civility. Mm-hmm. And this right. also connects to what we were talking about in the Adventures Naughty episode Please that we recorded. don't yell at me. Right, right. <laughs> because we haven't said the name of her book. No, but what is the name of her very measured take on the educational system? Bro, I don't fucking remember. It's called Hostages No More. <laughs> <laughs> And the blurb my, on Amazon <laughs> is like Betsy's yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, let me, I'm going to read it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find that, it. That's, that's my favorite Shakespeare quote, actually, yeah. is hostages <laughs> no more. Um, and my favorite immersive theater piece. Yeah, that was from the first quarter of Cymbeline. Do, yeah. you, think, do you think that's actually when people cle- uh, quit sleep no more? <laughs> they, oh, they walk out yeah, and they have, scream that into, yeah. the, into the abyss? See, I was thinking fear no more or cry no more, is it? From it's, Cymbeline? Fear, it's fear no more. Fear no more, yeah. 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 That's also in the frogs. That's yeah. the frogs, yeah. Shakespeare, Shakespeare was like, I'm going to stop doing some things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very interested in the difference between how the rhetoric is presented within the circle that yeah. demands civility and yeah. demands that you like are nice and don't yell. Meet me in the middle, bro. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I, there's a whole I, song about look, that. Look, why don't you, and you just I, do that? You AJ? and I, we're, we're mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in AWA. I see you. You see me. I see P. <laughs> what? I, what? What? Who's Insane Pete? clown posse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We're all juggalos, man. Everybody's a juggalo. Well, when right. you talk about civility of discourse, I think yeah. the first thing I think of is ICP. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Magnets. How do they work, so Brian? How do they? Don't 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 bring me a scientist. So on the one side, you've got Betsy DeVos going. Yeah. And by the way, should be noted, this stop at Calvin was part of a big tour for her book. Yeah, right? yeah, She's yeah, going all sure. over the place. Yeah, this is the a shed. big deal that she came here. And it was like yes. very purposely yes. like yes. this is her. This is her trying to be on the upswing. And the fucking like President Bohr gives this fucking speech at the meeting where he's basically sucking her off. It's it like filthy. It's guys. really revolting. It is pornography. If you hate pornography <laughs> like I do, I'm a good Christian boy. But you mean pornography? Yeah. Pornography. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So, so, and this is the first stop on like a, a big tour. I think for this her. is the last stop. Uh, yeah, actually. I think this is actually the last the cl- stop. It's the opposite of when Sarah Palin made her first stop at the new Barnes and Noble in Grand Rapids, <laughs> <laughs> which I went to. Oh, oh, we need to talk about this actually. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so they were building a new Barnes and Noble is just down the street from Calvin yep, campus in the mall. And, uh, Sarah Palin started the going rogue yes. tour at that Barnes and Noble. It wasn't even open yet. And they opened it up and they had a fucking like Santa Claus line go yes. all the way yes. down the whole mall and come back. People had to show up at 6 a.m. and get wristbands and go. Which I didn't do. And um, she famously left her governor's position uh, halfway through her term. Right. And I joked to my friend when we went down there and we were just like looking at this huge crowd. I was like, 
I bet she's going to leave halfway through. And she did. She was supposed to be there for three hours. She was gone in 90 minutes. Not before I showed up, though. Yes. Josh showed up somewhat famously. Yes. uh, Wearing a T-shirt. So I got a plain white T-shirt and I wrote on it with a Sharpie. I wrote homos for Sarah. Uh, And... And got kicked the fuck out of the mall. Yeah, first Um, didn't you have like a zip up hoodie? Yeah, yeah, and I unzipped it, and I don't, I don't think I was able to actually see her because you know she was like behind a step and repeat, and there was all the fucking bullshit. I think they even had her up the stairs. That could be something. Yeah, because yeah, we couldn't see. That was the whole point. We wanted to see the you know whatever's going on. I, I I just imagine that her security detail is just like we got a homo, we got a homo. (laughs) Pink alert, pink alert. Here's the thing: I wasn't escorted out by security. I was escorted out by Grand Rapids finest, like actual fucking police. Uh, I am dead ass. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy. And Josh, was there anyone who noticed that you were wearing that shirt who maybe wrote about it online? Yeah, some fucking blogger or something. <laughs> back in th- back in the day, this was not just some fucking blogger. This was Joe My God. This was a big deal in the blogger days. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay, hold on. Is Joe My God an expression that you're saying? Like Joe My God, or is that his actual That's name? What it, was of the it was the name of the blog, yeah. and it was like okay. it was like a. I think he's atheist and gay, so he's talking about right. like fundamentalist Christianity and anti-gay stuff at a time when you know it was like 2008, 2009. Sure. Um, so Josh got an article on that blog. Whoa. That someone. I think they. I think they misread it though. I think. It, I think the blog says that there was someone thrown out wearing a homos for Palin shirt. He described me as somewhat diffident. <laughs> not, not wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. So uh, to pull it back. To, well, no. Did you have something? I no, did? no, no. I. I yeah. I, I just. I, I. I'm really, really fascinated to see. Uh, when David Lipsky eventually releases his tapes that he recorded while touring with Betsy DeVos and uh, Jason Siegel. Oh, uh, Jason Siegel plays Betsy DeVos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's just in the backseat along for the ride. Who would, who would play Betsy DeVos? Is this like the end of the tour? That's what yeah, he's doing. Is the end of the tour. A movie that I worked on. Who is yeah. this for? And not as an extra. I actually worked on this one. <laughs> folks, folks, if you want to see a real good film, yeah. check out the end of the tour. All right, I gotta get this so, shit over so the line. Betsy, yeah. Betsy is at the end of her tour. Betsy's and she's at the at end of the Calvin. tour. She's at Calvin, and you know, again, getting these softball questions yeah. about like, well, what do you think about if people don't think that they should be able to have money to go to the public. De- detective, there's like, no going. You tell me two things. I done and so, and so she's saying things what like, happening? and so she's saying things what like, you know, done well, to you? I don't, I don't know. I just really think that we want the solutions that are best for all of the children. And yep. then she's going on and she spouts off like a lot of factual falsehoods. There's also another are, thing. I don't remember if it was this no. interview believe, or if right? it was the other thing where like, she gets asked about Donald Trump because she left. Right. She resigned after January 6th. Yeah. And so they were asking about like what the future looks like right. with Donald Trump. She's like, oh, I think, you know, we just need to be open to any kind of possibilities <sighs> of, of whoever could be president. You know, we have our disagreements, of course. But like, Fear no more, Betsy. She, she's straight up. She's straight up made the like this was supposed to be a position. principled resignation. Yeah. And now she just because all of them are like this is. Yes. Cucking herself on back because she knows he's the only one. And meanwhile, here's how her shit is getting pitched Uh, to the true believers. This is the the dust cover copy, like from the little flap, you know. hmm. Um, 
long before she was tapped by President Trump to serve as Secretary of Education. DeVos established herself as one of the country's most influential advocates for education reform, from school choice in charter schools to protecting free speech on campus. She's unflinching in standing up to the powerful interests who control and benefit from the status quo in education, which is why the unions, the media, and the radical left. Radical left. Public enemy number one. Now, DeVos is ready to tell her side of the story Ooh. after years of being vilified by the Ooh. radical after, left. After years of for being championing silenced. common sense, mm. conservative reforms in America's schools. Uh, I'm just really glad that she's unflinching yeah. because yeah. when the water bottle flips, if she flinches, she has to marry her mother-in-law. Those yeah, are the rules. Yeah. Those are the rules. You get two for flinching. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. Yeah. Uh, are, is there anything so, more that we want to say about about Betsy? Uh, about our good friend? Not really. Just, confidant? Just like the big thing that you need to do. If She's you've, a small bean. If you've grown up in the world or continue to be in the world, which I know that a lot of our listeners are like, I know that some of the people who listen to our show regularly have been listening to this yeah. specific segment very closely. Yeah. And a lot of other people probably skipped right past yeah. it. But <laughs> here's the I'm thing. I'm in the world, but not of it. Here's the thing that I wanted to say. If you are in this world, if you are seeing this shit and you are you you can see the insanity of what the thing actually is and everyone around you is continuing to gaslight you until you know she you know whether it's Betsy DeVos or yeah. anyone else because be all decent. of these freaks are the fucking same yeah. Yeah. you got to be decent you got to be civil you know you just need to you just need to look at both sides and like they're really trying to do the best for everyone they're fucking not they're, they're not. acting in bad faith yeah. they're bad people their objective is to line their own pockets and if you see the truth that means that you're able to see things that other people aren't able to see. Do not give that away. Yeah. Yes. And Absolutely. on the same subject of seeing the truth, we got to talk about it because we're the show that talks about this place, right? Colorado Springs. Colorado yeah. 80995. And bad things are happening in the 80995. This yeah. fucking place uh, has, you know, it's got a lot of Mormons. It's got a lot of evangelical Christians. And the lines yeah. between those get blurred sometimes. Uh, focus on the family is pretty happy playing playing both sides and the the mass shooter in Colorado Springs over the last month is, is someone who grew up Mormon yes and uh, just wanted to say as well we're going to talk about this pretty extensively um, yeah. if you don't this is a fucking hard thing to talk about and a hard thing to listen to yeah so you know feel free to yeah. tap out if this is not up your alley we don't want to you know because this is an awful fucking thing. Yes. And this is this is this growing threat against us, against our communities, against against decent human people just for the crime of existing that we have these fucking people in Colorado Springs, the people who built the modern day Colorado Springs, these powerful Mormons, these powerful evangelicals focus on the family itself. Yes. Yes. Creating this community that is built to be hostile. To all of these people. So I want to open this yeah. part by talking a little bit about Focus on the Family, which yes. we all know and we all love. Um, right after the shooting happened, uh, Focus on the Family, by the way, uh, in case you haven't heard, there was a shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs. If for yeah. some reason you haven't followed this story, 
Um, it, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about the guy who did it, yep. why he did it, why he claims to have done it, which mm-hmm. is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other things. But because of the fact that this was a shooting on a gay club in a town that is not well known for its uh, love of anybody outside of straight Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first people who was asked about the position was, of course, Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family. And he said the following. This is straight from their website. Mm-hmm. Saturday night's horrific shooting in an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs. Oh, he did the acronym. The evil and wickedness inside the human heart. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just some human hearts. Yeah. Hey, 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 Jim, who put that there? <laughs> uh uh, uh, well, not God, certainly. Um, we must condemn in the strongest terms possible the taking of innocent life. Our hearts break for those families who have lost loved ones and who are suffering this unimaginable tragedy. Great, God, that's I, a great way to end your statement. I'm it's hearing, over, I'm hearing right? yeah, no, I'm hearing no. a but. I'm hearing, a, I heard the but two sentences ago. Yeah, I mean, there isn't really a but here, but it does go on. We pray for them. And now the work turns to law enforcement who are tasked with investigating and determining the motive behind the senseless violence. We, we're, we're trying to find the guys who did we're this. We're all just trying to find the guys who did yeah. this. Do they what just, could possibly be going on here? Who knows? Say, do they just say. give you a hot dog outfit when you work at Focus on the Family? Yeah, yeah I absolutely. mean, it would just save time. Yes. We pray for peace and for the welfare of our city. May he show mercy and give wisdom to those impacted and involved. So that's Jim Daly's statement. Now, the next thing that I would like to do is mm. jump over to the website of the Family Policy Alliance. Oh, why is that, Josh? Well, who this, are these people? Well, these who are these children coming yeah. down? These are uh, this is, in fact, the lobbying arm of Focus on the Family. This oh. is the legally separate entity that is still headquartered out of the Focus on the Family building, zip oh. code 80995 in Colorado oh, Springs. Oh, they're just neighbors. They're just good yeah. friends. They're just, yeah, they, they were they roommates. Share, they yeah. share a kitchen? They uh-huh. were roommates. Oh my God, they're roommates? Um, so I'm just going to read you now from the Family Policy Alliance. You know, if we pull up our menu and we pop through their nav here, uh, we've got a number of issues we can look at. Let's take a look under the sexuality header. There's mm. two options under sexuality. We've got sexual orientation and we've got transgender. Let's take a look at sexual orientation first Jesus and see what fuck. we can find. We warned you, listeners. We're warning you again. Yeah. Sexual orientation. Sexuality is a God-given gift to be expressed within the context of a marriage between one man and one woman for life. Forms of sexual interaction outside of marriage distort God's gift of sexuality. Um, it, God's God's truth about sexuality God. and marriage is deeply rooted in Christianity and many other religions. Okay, and yeah, right. and cultures. As such, countless Americans oppose the contentious crusade of LGBTQ plus activists to elevate false forms of sexuality, particularly homosexuality, false forms in law and culture. Increasingly, activists are attempting to use the law to force compliance of anyone who disagrees with their ideology. Right. It's activists. That's how they get around it. That's how they mm-hmm. have their cake and eat it, too. They blame it on the fucking activists every fucking time. It's like it's like the the how anti-Semites only talk about like the secular Jews, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the out. Yeah. Men and women should not be punished by the government for believing God's design for sexuality is good. Family Policy Alliance advocates policies that protect the right of Americans to freely exercise their faith, including disagreeing with sexual relationships apart from God's design of marriage, and opposes policies that seek to force families to accept and even celebrate 
the LGBTQ plus agenda. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's, it seems to be in a direct conflict with all those uh, feelings that Mr. Daly had. Uh, <laughs> you think? <laughs> perhaps expressing that to the community it's it's just it's just sickening because it's like it, it really are it really is we're trying to find the guy who's guy who yeah. did this and it's you it's you you instill yeah. this fear into people right i mean people are learning more about the real things about anderson lee aldrich right which is that like this guy is at one of the lowest rungs of society right he mm -hmm. he was raised by primarily his mother um, his father is a drug addict with severe brain damage because he used to be in uh, a mixed martial arts fighting. And you can hear it when he talks. He's got the CTE voice and it's yeah. mixed with like meth mouth. It's yeah. really and, something. And like, Oof. you know, people don't even get into MMA who are really coming from like a higher uh, economic right. background. Right. This is something that targets where you, you can see that in that documentary tickled. Right. For as many yeah. jokes yeah. as that documentary gets, it's like. These are people who get targeted for specific things because they are they've they've got nowhere else right. to go. Right. And then this kid uh, got in with the 4chan crowd when he was a teenager. That's what he was spending his time on the Internet doing and ended up inadvertently becoming a lol cow, changing his name, moving around here and there. Wait, he was a lol cow. He got targeted. Yes. What is a lol cow? He uh, a lol cow is someone who gets pursued and harassed and documented on the internet. So the, the famous okay. one is Chris Chan. Right. Uh, oh, that's okay. where the Kiwi Farms Forum began. And it's it's someone who who is just constantly, constantly getting chased down. Pursued, on the harangued, harassed, yeah. et cetera. Jesus. And so, so yeah, he, he did a full name change, moved around. Um, but like what we're also finding out is that he had been talking about doing a mass shooting for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He felt like that was his way to make the mark, his mark on the world. And then he would go out and he made a bomb threat against his mother and grandparents. Yeah. We have video of him in an active standoff against police. And then that all just got swept away for yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah. Hmm. And then within a year, he goes and he slaughters people. At a gay nightclub. Yeah. During the middle of a show, there are people there enjoying themselves. And, and it shows like the threat that this poses to these kinds of people is that like it's a drag show and people are, are so scared that there's someone seeing someone in drag who's not themselves just like some gay. Right. Like mm -hmm. they had this the guy who ended up beating the shit out of this kid, almost killing him. Right. The, the was, Navy guy, was, you mean? Was, yeah, it was yeah. a straight man with his right. daughter and his wife and his daughter's boyfriend. The daughter's boyfriend was was murdered. Right. And we're seeing all of this, like the, the hyper visibility of gay people, the hyper visibility of trans people and uh, of drag performers, of any right. kind of events, of any kind of community connection that any of us have. They want to destroy that. They want to ruin all of this for us. We we have these these people in North Carolina who are shooting out um, fucking power stations cutting off power to tens of thousands of people to, to stop uh, drag performances from happening. Right. This is an ongoing movement. And this kid is, is psyoped into this, right? You right. have people who are just being fed this culture of there is nothing. There is nihilism. You are, yeah. you should self-destruct. You should destroy as many people with you as possible. And you should destroy the least desirable people on earth. 
And right. here are the people that you need to target right here in Colorado Springs but that, of all fucking places. But that doesn't ab- absolve him of his responsibility. And I know that's not, not what you're saying, but yeah. like that's what the argument is going this to is, be. That's what his case right. is going to be in court. That's what because the defense is going to alone. offer. He is nobody. He just did this by himself. He's a but he wolf. did yeah. it because he is backed up by a a constant and disorganized set of organized yes. movements. Yes. yes. Whereas the thing yes. that they're going to do instead is they're going to do, and I know I was saying this to you, Brian, yeah. it's going to be, you know, basically the lyrics to uh, Only a Lad by Oingo Boingo, right? Like, oh, he was just sad and confused, you yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. oh he, was, yeah. his, he was, his life was so hard, you know? And, and that's not, you don't get radicalized to this kind of action no. absent because some sort of a crystallizing event or organizing force. Because yes. how many people at that bar were themselves growing up in broken situations, in yes. poor families, yes. in desperate, I mean, the fucking desperation that you get That's into. That's why and, people find queer communities to begin when with. When you have right. the bravery to actually live your yes. life as who you are and face all of the fucking slings and arrows that come for you because of that. Right. Including including this increased threat that you are going to be fucking killed for no reason. Right. And they want and so much of like the, the, the gay movement, it died, you know, so many people died. And then after that, we, we went into full civility cuck mode for like 20 years from Clinton through Bush into Obama. Everything was just about like just gay marriage. And anyone right. who was deviating from that point needed to shut the fuck up. And that included, right trans people right we said no no no. you gotta wait your turn or maybe you're not gonna have a turn like maybe it's just a little too crazy to support you in any way right we just have to get this marriage thing we'll get that done and then everything's gonna be just fine and of course that's not how it works you need organization and you need you need the ability to defend yourself and defend yourself using violence if necessary of course right and it will be necessary yeah i mean the fucking it was necessary here yes yes it was and th- he was stopped by in- some incredibly brave people <sighs> who just leapt out and snapped that gun out of his fucking hand. And, and bashed his fucking to, head in with and it. And we're yeah. going to have to fucking think about that for the rest of their life. We have this of guy, course. Yeah. This, this man who has, who saved so many lives, yeah. who was in the military, he couldn't even make it through his whole term, uh, his, his entire term of service, because he had to get a, a, a an honorable discharge because he couldn't fucking take it anymore. Right? right. He couldn't now fucking he has take this to live with being too. in this senseless, violent environment, and then he finds himself in an even more senseless, violent environment. Right. AJ, what were what were you gonna uh, say? No, it's 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 so hard to look upon this stuff because these horrific act act of violence. What they're trying to do is to impress upon you their own nihilism Mm -hmm. yeah because you do feel fucking helpless looking at this like uh, looking at all this senseless death like it it, it makes you think that there's nothing like it it makes you not want to go to a club it makes you not want to live as your true full self and and to a certain like extent like it's the bully fucking winning right but the way you fight against that is by live by ha- by having the bravery to be your full self but also just trying to fight for a society that that doesn't fucking allow this anymore yes. that can actually see cuz here's the thing i think one of the bigger points of disconnect is that the people in government right now who could actually be helping they're too old to understand how this is happening 
Yeah. So to them, it has to be a lone wolf mm-hmm. because they can't understand like the, the cells that are being like brought up from the bottom and or they're fucking Elon Musk and are calling for like extermination right. tactics yeah. as the head of fucking Twitter. Because that makes them money. Because that makes them fucking and, money. And I also think, yes, it is in some cases people who are just so fucking out of touch at this point. Like, and it's sad too because, right, you've got like fucking Diane Feinstein who literally held Harvey Milk as he fucking died. Right. And now she just is so, like, her brain is gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. And, and 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 that's the case with so many of these people. And the ones who aren't so old as to be out of touch are so fucking paid off mm-hmm. by the people who continue to basically deal in arms and deal in hatred. Right. Because the nihilism keeps the machine going. It keeps the gears grinding that just grind all of us into a pulp. And, you know, it's 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 startling, too. Because when you go back and you look at the people who caused this, the people in the hot dog costumes, the focus of the families of the world, yeah, all they have to offer is thoughts and prayers, yeah, and they're continuing yeah. to run interference for their own asses. I mean, I the re- Daily Citizen, their their little fucking rag, their yeah. fake newspaper, put out one article that has referenced this shooting in any way, and it was <sighs> just like hero veteran saves crowd. Now check out check like, out this shit from this is Daily also got quoted in the AP. Oh, Christ. Um, and so I'm just going to read this as well. And, you know, good luck not fucking shitting yourself in anger. Uh, daily, uh, well, I'll, I'll just read this whole thing. Much like in the 1990s, focus on the family and New Life Church remain prominent in town. New Life Church is a big evangelical church. Yeah. Um, after the yeah. shooting, focus on the family's president, Jim Daly, said that like the rest of the community, he was mourning the tragedy. With the city under the national spotlight, he said the organization wanted to make it clear it stands against hate. Daly noted... And this is what really grinds yeah, my gears. Here we go. Here we Daily go. noted a generational shift among Christian leaders away from the rhetorical style of his predecessor, Dr. James Dobson. Whereas Focus on the Family published literature in decades past, assailing what it called the homosexual agenda, its messaging now emphasizes tolerance. Daily ensuring those. those who believe marriage should be between one man and one woman have the right to act accordingly. Quote, I think in a pluralistic culture now, the idea is, how do we all live without treading on each other, Daly said. Oh, without I am treading on each other. at the Family Policy Alliance website right now, and it literally says, at the very end, force families to accept and even celebrate the LGBTQ plus agenda. Congratulations, you changed homosexual to LGBTQ plus. I'm so fucking proud of you. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. They, they yeah. got their little rhetoric. We got, we got, we got our thing. We got our, we got our initials. We got you did the letters. Congratulations. Yeah. Fuck they, you. They don't yeah. fucking care. They want us gone and they are seeing opportunities to get rid of us. And yes. they are going to take those opportunities wherever they can. And they are going to have a lot of power to do this. And this is not going to be the last one of these. Which means that you have to understand that your community is going to have to work together. That we are yeah. going to have to protect each other just the way that, yes. that our forebears did. Yeah. Just the way that that drag queens and trans women and gay men stood there and started fucking throwing rocks. Yes. Just the same way that people with <laughs> white T-shirts and rolled up cuffs on their jeans st- said act up and held signs yes. and disrupted TV shows and, and fucking threw pies at people. Did everything that they fucking yeah. could to get anything done at all. And the respectability thing, we got to throw that out the window because it's already gone. Patriot Front does not care about respectability. The Threepers don't care about respectability. The Proud Boys don't care about respectability. Fucking Nick Fuentes has the ear of the most famous man in the world. 
They're, I mean, they're trying to get you to be respectable because you're easier to beat yeah, if you're yes, respectable. Yes. Then they win. That's the fight is and over. You have to understand that, yes, it is us against them. They have turned against us. And we need to understand that we have no ability to afford to allow them any kind of benefit of the doubt. Yep. They are our enemy and they need to be acknowledged and treated as such. But the fact also, I will add this, the fact that, that they traditionally have enjoyed this power, this access to the ears of some of the most powerful people in the world, mm -hmm. the fact that we see time and time again the narratives that they're able to propagate through the media, whether that's through the stuff that's direct channels to the base shit like fucking Adventures and Odyssey or stuff that's laundered through the media and it's people being like, oh, well, libs of TikTok isn't so bad. It's a You know, just because they're able to pull that shit off doesn't mean that they're going to win because you know what? They're fucking not. They're not no. going to win. They no. won't because we won't allow that to happen. No. Uh, I was down in Orlando uh, shooting a commercial uh, a couple weeks ago and I got to talking with one of the PAs uh, who is, you know, they're driving around uh, uh, to and from set. Um, and as we were driving back to the hotel, uh, he, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to go out to the clubs after this. And I said, where are you going to uh, uh, where are you going to go? And he's like, well, I mean, Pulse is right over there. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and when you're outside of Orlando, you can only think of one thing when you think of, of Pulse. course. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And I was like and, uh, and he said, I'm joking. It hasn't reopened mm. yet. Um, they're doing a whole renovation. It's going to be a whole thing. And I said, wow, I, I guess I didn't, I'd never clocked that it was like in like downtown Orlando. Mm -hmm. I thought it was yeah. like sort of in, in the environs, but it was like right there. And he said that a friend of, um, like his cousin, uh, his cousin had been there the night of the shooting yeah. and he lost a friend there, yeah. uh, to that shooting. But his cousin had also been shot, uh, but survived. And I said, I mean, that's horrific. And he said, yeah. And then uh, they took the bullet out, but he, they made a tattoo mm. around it. He made it into this beautiful, like, tapestry of art. Um, and I said, what did the tattoo say? And it said, fight. Yeah. That's it. I mean, they want us to live in terror, and there is a threat to us. And the response to it is not to be terrorized, is, is not to be... be so gripped in fear that you yourself become alone and isolated and nihilistic. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's, it's, it, it doesn't bring victory and it, no. and it doesn't bring anything to yourself. Um, and it doesn't bring anything to the people around you. And so I want you to remember that. <laughs> yeah. There are just some things in this world that, um, uh, you know what it is? The, the hyperbole and a half, mm. um, Ali Brosh, has a story about when she was at like the bottom of her depression. She was lying on the floor of her kitchen and she looked under the refrigerator and there was a pea, just like a single green pea underneath the fridge. And for whatever reason, she just started laughing for like the first time in like six months, like uncontrollable crying, holding your sides kind of laughter. And it didn't, cure her depression obviously but it brought her out of like a very dark slump and this morning i opened <laughs> twitter.com and i found a trailer for a movie for a netflix film yeah. called dog gone yeah. starring rob lowe yeah that is the story of a dog 
who gets lost on the Appalachian Trail for 11 days. But the tweet says, don't worry, that uh-huh. dog, <laughs> that dog is alive. So this I, dog makes it to the end of the movie. I have a question for you about this movie, AJ. Sure. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Gonker. <laughs> And when I tell you, when I tell you that just hearing the name Gonker, you're like, well, surely they don't refer to him as like, (laughs) as Gonker the whole time. Like, like maybe Gonk or like Kerr at like some point. No, full name Gonker Uh six times in the trailer. Yeah. Six Gonkers in a fucking row to the point where six Gonkers, six furious uh, where the word Gonker stops. It stops having all meaning. Right. It just stops having all meaning. (laughs) It just, the the meaning the meaning gets lost the meaning that was there in the first time you heard it yeah 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 no Gon- I mean the meaning of the word Gonker which was extremely intuitive and clear yeah. to you yeah. up until no, this point no, first of all why is the movie not called Gonker lead with Gonker because it's a gone cur it's a cur that's mm. gone 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 baby Gonker that's, that's huge if true yeah yeah and I I, I can't curl. I, it's coming out January thirteenth. I'm fully gonker pilled at this point. I You're, you are I, the problem. I, I'm bonkers for gonkers. No. <laughs> and and I guess my my hope is that yeah. first of all, watch the trailer because it's it's wildly entertaining and will be more I mean, entertaining, it's, I think, it's, than the actual film. We, this is where we are at the point of like this thing was made before everything was downsizing, and it was just like we're just shitting everything out. Yeah, but now we have to like give it some attention. This thing should not have gotten your attention, and yet it got everyone's attention. Yeah, we all saw Gonker. We all saw <laughs> that the cur was gone. We saw that this movie, which is called Dog Gone. Wait, yeah. so I have a question, AJ. Yeah, yeah hit me. I have a, a question here. So, sure. You know, when we were outlining uh, this, uh, yeah. and by outlining it, the process for this is, huh? What are the things we should talk about? Yeah. Yes. Oh fuck, we didn't work on this earlier. You were like, you were like, um. I need to dedicate five minutes to Gonker. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, how, so, first of all. Yes. W- with regard to Gonker. Yeah. Is this like a thing? Like, are there a lot of people who are obsessed with this as you are? Or oh, is yes. it just like you? Yeah, no, no. It, oh, no, no. It, it, it's it, a it, thing. It caught fire. It, caught fire it, it, it did catch fire. What does It halted and caught fire. <laughs> it held? It halted. Halted. It halted and caught fire. What, what, yeah. what is the, like, quantitatively, like, how many people at this point are Gonker pilled? Oh, uh, I would say a good cor- portion of the internet. I think anyone okay. anyone who's seen the trailer. I mean, when you watch the trailer, how could you not be gonker pilled? I don't know. I don't like Rob Lowe very much. Uh, but he just. I mean, here's the other thing. Uh, you know that there's nothing. There's no meat on the bone of this movie mm. because he says the same line twice in the trailer. <laughs> like they just is like this is starting to sound like one of your Hallmark movies, Josh. Like th- this might be a movie that wrong. you can watch. Yeah, I feel like that's thing. it. Yeah, I'm not watching this. No, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. You know what, Josh? You and me we'll watch we'll right. watch gonker right. on, on january 13th there when it, it comes out there it is but it is it it is it's, it's the next gen dealman is what it is it is <laughs> it's three and a half hours of gonk uh and i i just hope i think the reason i wanted to dedicate some time to yes. this is because i knew we'd be getting to some really heavy stuff mm-hmm. and what my hope is is that when you look at this like big wide world and like there's just so much nihilism that's starting to like creep into the corners of your mind i mm. hope that you can open a website preferably not twitter probably dot not twitter com, yeah, yeah, most yeah, likely not twitter.com yeah but find something that fills you with as much joy and just like i like dopamine mm. as 
Gonker did to me. Yeah, Gonker just made me more nihilistic. <laughs> well, it, it didn't do anything for me one way or the other. Um, not yet. But sure, find your Gonker, I guess. <laughs> find your Gonker. Uh, be- well, before we yeah. wrap up here, might as well say thanks for listening. If you've yeah. made it this far, uh, again, this is not our usual format. Usually, uh, you know, it's, keep this, yeah, this is this is not a, a typical episode. This is yeah. not a typical Lads Cast. We did yeah. Lads Cast a little bit longer. Yep. Um, if you like this sort of thing, if you want to hear us talk about the thing of the month. Uh, check us out at the $10 tier yep. on patreon.com slash worst of all. Yeah. Of course, our usual thing, which we'll be back to doing in January. Uh, well, back to doing next week yep. even. And then in January uh, yeah. is we do case studies on things. We talk about evangelical entertainment like uh, Adventures in Odyssey yep. out of Colorado Springs. And we talk. And we also talk about normal talk entertainment. About lots of other things. We talk about video games. Yep. We talk about movies. movies. We talk about TV shows. We've talked about a couple of books. Yes. Um, neither of those were normal. Much to Brian's chagrin. I, I can't read. So um, <laughs> the outline for this read like a Charlie Day note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I, I'm comfortable saying next week we're going to talk about the game series. Hitman. Yeah, I'm excited for the that Hitman one. Trilogy, and we which, have a preeminent scholar of Hitman yeah, joining us for that. We sure so do. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. It's something I love quite a lot. Yeah, and, I think we all and do. We yeah. all have felt great about that episode coming. Finally, out. something we were talking about something that we love. It's been yeah, a little while yeah. since we did one of those. So yeah, it was it was a really wonderful record. Sometimes when we talk about things that we love, we just don't have as much to talk about because like, it was just really good and this time it was like no nah, it's full of stuff so because, again yeah. if you want to yeah. get access to all this shit um you know lads cast is available if you uh get on our patreon at the ten dollar yep. tier everything else all the other premium episodes are available including five dollar movie tier. time where we introduce right. the canon of movies to aj diddy yes who has watched uh famously only three movies now <laughs> so uh we hope you've enjoyed our sales pitch check us out patreon.com slash worst of all all right. Find your oh my God. gonker. Jesus, dude. Gonker. 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 Anyway, I'm the worst of all possible, Brian. I'm the worst of all possible, Josh. And I'm still AJ, baby. Oh, God. Uh, See you next week. Dick.